Just a quick heads up, Bard Rock Cafe fans. Our pre- and post-roll ads reference our new sponsor, Metallic Dice Games. Unfortunately, due to a minor timing issue, they re-ranted their company, website, and coupon codes after we prepared this ad. We're working on new ads, but in the meantime, our sponsor is FanRoll, and our coupon code is BardRockCafe, all is one word. The correct link and coupon code can be found in the show notes. Now please enjoy the ad and the episode. Armbar, I just got back the odd copy from our sponsors. Can you do the read for me? Oh, boss, you know I can't read. Right, right. Oh, look, it's Doubletail. Barry, can you spare uh, a minute? Sure, what's up? Also, I'm pretty sure I asked you not to call me Barry. Well, Barry, uh, our sponsors gave us this ad copy to read, and unfortunately our friend Armbar here can't read, so can you do the promo for us? Uh, sure thing. <clears throat> hey there, sports fans. Paragon Doubletail here to remind you Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by Dragon Master Games. Shop at their online storefront for your D&D and TTRPG products, as well as collectibles. We are also now partnered with Metallic Dice Games, who make high-quality dice sets, dice bags, trays and towers, and other accessories. Follow our affiliate link and use code BARDROCK at checkout to save 10%, and a portion of your order goes to support the show. Finally, you can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Kofi. Subscribers get access to wild rewards like exclusive bonus content, tarot readings from Rook, social media shoutouts, and tabletop games with the cast. As always, all the relevant links can be found in the show notes. Now, let's rock. Support the show, or I'ma come near ya. You, you, you can't threaten your listeners. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Support the show, jabronis. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe. With a month to prepare for the tournament, our heroes set about doing whatever they could to get ready, training, studying, and merchandising. Now they've been transported to the elemental plane of fire for the tournament. Can Armbar and Doubletail kick some ass in the city of brass? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe! Welcome back to episode 37 of Bard Rock Cafe. Last time, the Bard Rock Cafe crew had a month off to train and prepare for an Afridi Prince's tournament, which occurs once every century. The champion of this tournament is granted a wish, granted by the prince himself. And so, combatants from all over the plains come to participate. Now, Armbar, accompanied by an old buddy from his time in the gladiatorial pits, Doubletail is one of the combatants. As their month-long preparation and training concluded, a portal opened up. They were sucked into the City of Brass on the Plane of Fire. That is where we left off. So, everyone, as you are all unanimously teleported to this strange alien location, the first thing that hits all of you is how oppressively hot it is. You guys have all stood next to an oven that's on, right? And like when they open it and the heat billows out and hits you in the face. Oh yeah. I yeah. work next to that all day, every day. Yeah. So you are very familiar with like the instant sensation of just hot air blasting everywhere around you. And so you, the heat is making the air kind of wave in front of you. So you can almost see the heat. Oddly, it's not uncomfortable. So we're in fantasy Florida. A little bit. 
Or Fantasy Iowa in July. There are people everywhere. Popping in here and there. Allies of the combatants are down in the arena itself. Not the arena. Think of this more as an auditorium shaped like a like a coliseum. We'll say like a coliseum. I was going to so, say, that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Armbar and double tail. You two find yourselves on a platform. Oh. Looking around, you see 14 other platforms. And teams of two begin to appear on those platforms. Until all 15 have groups on them. The crowd is densely packed. You see all variety of creatures there. Lots of fireplane residents, sure, but also creatures from other planes. Humans, elves, dwarves, genasi, drow, githyanki, mind flayers, demons and devils, <laughs> even a few celestials have come to this tournament. You see groups already gathering and looking at all 50. My dogs are playing. <laughs> I am sorry. That's, if it helps any, kind of scared the shit out of me too, and I've got I've got headphones on. So, Wendy, you are now in Bardrock Cafe. Hi, Wendy. That was the heckler. Yep. As you started to read off all these different races that were around there, I'm like, who? What? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Who's here? <laughs> Which is, frankly, the armbar response. I don't know what yeah. the fuck all these things are. We're just, I'm <laughs> We're just, just gonna beat the shit out of all of them. <laughs> the armbar response is Asimar is a funny name. It has ass in it. <laughs> <laughs> My ass is better than his. What's the What's the deal? I'm an Asimar. That's just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just standing Isn't there, right? ASMR that thing where people whisper to you? Oh, no, that's oh ASMR. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. And I am so proud of you. Oh, oh my goodness. Normally I would, normally I'm not I would the just D go boo. But I'm not that the was, DM, that was too good. but I'm giving to, to you an inspiration for that. I, I'm more upset that I didn't catch it, right? Like, that was really good. I feel a little ashamed of myself. It flies under the radar. You take a pause, and then it hits you. <laughs> exactly. You should have played a rogue. <laughs> anyway, the crowd is looking at these 15 platforms. Interesting number. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 15's a weird... There's going to be some weird seating in this. It would be really cool if uh, I just like rolled a nat 20 right now and we just get a bye for the first round. Yeah, I was thinking that. I got a 9. <laughs> well, I was going to have you roll that, actually. And a nat 20 oh. was going to get you seated as the one group that doesn't have an opponent. But that's not you. You're going to have... What is it? Four matches. Yeah. Is this double elimination or single? Uh, oh, it's a, it's a Swiss seed. There's a loser's bracket. Swiss? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm the only person who's actually run tournaments to know what that means. I mean, I, I definitely have... I actually, well, I actually know what Swiss is from oh, playing Magic I'm thinking, the Gathering. I'm thinking of round robin is the problem. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, so many matches. Okay, that makes more sense now. Are we okay. still... Are I don't still know what any of that platforms? is. <laughs> Say what now? Any are we still on the platforms? Yes. Yes. 
Is are you were you gonna move to something else or can can we do something while we're on the platform? I was setting up the scene, but you can actually absolutely do something while you're on the platform. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna elbow double tail and be like, what? Now's our chance. We gotta show our stuff. So I'm gonna start like Armbar's gonna oh, start like flexing, uh, yeah. like showing off his muscles, like his pecs and his and his arms and his traps, and he's like, ooh, look at these, and he's gonna be like. Oh, yeah, look at the bicep shot. And then he's going to show a little side. It's a tricep shot. And then all of a sudden, he's going to do a chest shot. And he's going to turn around and all of a sudden give him a gluteus maximus shot. Bah! Oh, hell yeah. Ain't got nothing. The arm, got nothing. The arm bar ass shot. Yep. And the, booty, and, and, the, and the butt cheeks are just going to go popping. Boom, 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 boom. You ain't got shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best sound effect. <laughs> we're, we're keeping that in the edit. Oh, we absolutely are. <laughs> <laughs> so, armbar and double tail, you guys are showing off. We're just flexing. Yeah, just flexing on the haters. Here we are. Um, the rest of you, as you're looking at the the other contestants, you know, there's nobody else is really doing this. Everybody is. <laughs> They're actually, we, came in, we did not understand the assignment. Matter of fact, get it. Matter of fact, hang it. on, hang on. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs> 10, 11. What's the 11th group? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you see a fiery haired individual open his mouth as if to scream, but as he screams, he morphs into a massive golden dragon and lets out a roar. Instead, and you feel that you are a little bit outshined. Can I can I cast thaumaturgy from where I'm at and make armbar several times louder? You may. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. in the hot crowd, Epi is just like fanning himself, sees all this, cast thaumaturgy. And armbar's <laughs> oh, echoes yeah. above the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> What you get, sucker? I'm gonna do. I want to do like some flourishes with my new greatsword, since it like lights on fire, and do like a fire dancing routine. Fire, you say? Play to the crowd a little bit. Play to the crowd a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the plane of fire. We're in the city of brass. Hey, you know what else? Uh, you gotta be the fan favorites. I would like to cast thaumaturgy again because you can stack that shit, and that is gonna be the fanciest, brightest. Color-changing flame ever, because I can do that, oh, apparently. Yeah. Yes, you can. Damn. You can have... I forget how many in a single minute. Uh, up yeah, to you three. Can stack. I want to use Minor Illusion to create a pillar of fire behind the two of them. Okay. It's, it's a five-foot pillar, so I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> there Someone are... just lights a big lighter behind us. My character is flexing so hard that it looks like he's about to have, like... An issue. You got veins <laughs> in your neck just all the way popping out, like. <laughs> like he's about What's to pop guy? something out. What's the guy from Dragon Ball? Hercule. Goku. No, not Goku. Mr. Satan. All yeah, Mr. Satan, where he's just. That guy, but like he's. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually just sucks. Oh my god. How, how come I have never made a Hercule character? <laughs> Because... I hate to break it to you, this just became your Hercule character. <laughs> this, is my, this is my Hercule character. 
<laughs> about to but say, like, oh no, <laughs> not. Don't disrespect Armbar like this. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> if Hercule wasn't, if Mr. Bad. Satan wasn't just awful, he'd be Armbar. Well, uh, right. <laughs> to be fair, Mr. Satan is only awful because there are Saiyans, right? And also, like Krillin. Mr. Satan's also basically a Macho Man Ready Savage parody. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, his whole thing is, I'm a pro wrestler. Ex- I'm the champ. Except he's got, yeah. except he's got an afro, which makes him even more badass. <laughs> Hell yeah. Zoom the champ, uh, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Armbar versus Goku. Who wins? Armbar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, should we roll like a performance check for all this? Or you know what? Yeah, go first? ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you both advantage right. because you're getting help from your allies. And you're both proficient. Hell Correct. Yeah. 23. Oh, I got the I got the same thing on both die, so I got a 19. 23, 19. <laughs> okay. You guys are putting on a show. Let me do some rolls real quick for the other ones. No. Got one net 20. You are laughably outshining most people. The uh there are there is a pair of Okay, I'll come back to the Nat 20 because it's interesting who got it. But there is a pair of green robed figures with like very exaggerated features, really long ears, eyebrows that are like inches long, right? Noses that go out very far. You all would know these are Fey. Uh, they are wearing deep green and orange colored robes. They make a very big show of basically like glimmering starlight hovering above them just for a moment. And it's very impressive. But it's not as impressive as you two. Let's see who else. Nope. All of the casters are getting nat ones. I just need you to know that. Awesome. Uh, the dragon got a 15, so respectable. You still out. You shouted down the dragon. He's gonna be our rival. <laughs> okay. 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 A pair of genies standing on the far right platform almost match your performance as they use their aerial magic to create a cyclone in which they both emerge. Showing off, basically, that, yeah, we're in this too. The nat 20 went to a pair of demons. Uh Uh-oh. They are flashy. Your five-foot pillar of fire is completely overshadowed by a 20-foot-tall pillar of flame that engulfs their entire platform. Epi, you in particular would notice a shadowy face looking out from the flames as Moloch. Oh, no. As this evil grin crosses his face, the flames explode outward. Normally, extremely warm, but because of the setting, it's the wave of heat is not what it could have been in comparison. And you see two demons standing there, ready to fight. One with a long beard and one with several chains wrapped around its body. You sure isn't one with a long chain and one with several long beards? No. It's it's definitely <laughs> the way I said it. <laughs> but each group is showing off. Only a few manage to impress everyone the way you guys have. The crowd is going wild. You see people already making bets. 
Floating on a stage high above the 15 platforms is the Afridi Prince. And he goes, welcome, welcome! You all hear him in your native tongue. Oh, that's fun. So, Epi, you in particular would know he is using the tongue spell. Because you hear Infernal, Brock, you hear Kalashtar. Quarry. Quar yeah, that, you know what I mean. Uh, Armbar, you hear Orcish. Everybody, you hear your native tongue. Welcome to the Tournament of the Century. We have 15 teams. Only one will win the right to a wish spell. In return, they'll fight for our entertainment. There are only a few rules. Only two combatants per team. Each team will fight until they surrender, are knocked out, removed from the ring, or killed. And they will be fighting on other planes, but crowd loves someone enough to buy them a favor. I will allow their allies that they have brought with them the chance to interfere in the fight. So remember, give us a show. All proceeds go to my personal wealth and fund this entire <laughs> ordeal. All of you betting, be sure to uh, pay ahead of time. If you do not pay your debts, we will find you and kill you. Or enslave you, one or the other. Fighters! And you see a massive, what looks like, basically, an ethereal rotating screen. Four sides to it. Almost like a Jumbotron. Where you see yeah. a tournament roster. Yes! Brackets! I'm so hype! <laughs> there are no team names on it. Oh. Yet. So, 15 teams... One team is going to be lucky and be able to sit out the first match. There will be no rests between matches. You will have about an hour as the other teams fight. Make the most of it. And be careful. You only have so much time to prepare. For those of you with magic, remember, measure out how much you want to spend. Now, let's see what our combat is looking like. He snaps his fingers and you start seeing names appear on there. The Fey Lords appear down in the corner, facing off against the Enchanter's Guild. You see up in another corner, the Dragon's Champions against the Paladin of Pain. In another corner, you see the Mind Flayers versus the Paladins of Helm. Another, the Dark Druids against the Bard Rock Crew. The Genasi Champions against Moloch's Demons. The Frost Giants against the Drow. And the Dragon against the Lich. The Lich? Oh, God. Oh, boy. I noticed that some of these teams sounded like they were just one person, and that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. And that then down <clears throat> by themselves, seated out of the first match, is the genie. Both of them clapping each other on the shoulders as they realize they automatically advance to the next round. Interesting. Wait, wait a minute. Cheated. What's a genie need with a witch spell? Bragging rights? Would you like to roll a history check? <laughs> uh, sh sure. I mean, mostly joking, but sure, I'll roll history whenever you want me to. Well, this Go makes, right ahead. This makes sense. 25. Yes. They're only allowed to have three wishes. Not enough. Uh, yeah. Only the nobility get a wish. The ability to cast a wish spell. Not all uh, genie see? are nobility. So these are some fucking genie plebs. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Using actual plebeian. So, 
as the Jumbotron begins to roll over the different matches, you notice that first up, ahead of everyone else, is Moloch's demons against the Genasi champions. They are pulled immediately from the platform, and you all watch as a massive portal opens up in the center of the arena, and everyone can watch the match happening. You are able to see the arena they are fighting in, but they are on another plane. It looks like they are free-falling through the sky, and the Air Genasi is having an easy time of it, because he can fly. The Earth Genasi is an Earth Genasi, and is just... falling. He takes out a potion and drinks it. Suddenly he's flying, while the demons seem to be having no luck at all. The one with the chains reaches out his chain and grabs hold of the other one. The demons are united, and waiting for the attack, and the Genasi swoop in to try and strike. The chain demon shoots out two more chains, and ensnares both of them, while the demon with the long beard. Beard seems to grow even longer as it shoots out and begins to smother the Earth Genasi, who is struggling. The chain demon is now wrapping up the air Genasi. They seem to be overwhelmed. The Genasi are completely engulfed. And after several minutes of them struggling and fighting, they are released. Completely dead. Oh. The match is over in a matter of a couple of minutes as the two demons are poofed back onto their stage, and the Genasi's platform lies empty. And then, as the Afridi Prince rolls, to see who plays again is the Bardrock crew against the Dark Druids. Oh boy. Are we able to help? What would you like to do? <laughs> uh, it requires you have a moment. touch. I'm a little far away. Aren't I? You are. Brock throws out two Bardic Inspirations, one on each of them. Okay. You each go into this with a bardic inspiration. Thanks. Uh, let me see what I can do from a distance. I can't do anything. Does Nadir have any spells? Uh, I do. I found I found a way to get more haste off, but I'm going to save that for for later in the fight. Uh, Nadir's going to get the the crowd on our side by like using some combination of druidcraft, prestidigitation, and thaumaturgy to, like, put Bardrock Cafe and fireworks up above the, the like, planar hole or whatever you want to call it that's going to lead yeah. into the arena. And Brock's going to play a theme song for the Bardrock Cafe crew. Okay. All right, Pemdas die. Give me a 12 plus 11 is going to be 23. Okay. They're like a fast machine, always fighting clean. The best damn fighters that I ever seen. They have thunderous flair and muscles to spare. You know their opponents haven't got a prayer. Each a pillar of might, they can go all night. Round after round, they'll always win the fight. They'll beat you all night long. That's right, they'll beat you all night long. Two shadowy-looking figures on the Dark Druid stage look at each other and try to muster up some kind of thorny, vine-like response to outperform you. And with an eight on the die, they do not. With their zero bonus to performance. Uh, can I activate my Flame Tongue Greatsword and just as we're getting ready to go in and like try to intimidate them with it? Absolutely. Roll Intimidation. That is a 14 plus 4, 18. Okay. I will have them roll 
against your intimidation roll. 19 for one. Six for the other. So, one of them is afraid of you. So they are, they have the frightened condition going into this. Nice. As you are both pulled away into a different plane, you look around, you notice rocky crags all around you. There are, looks to be like fighting in a canyon. There are sheer rock faces on either side of you, and a long, narrow pathway between the two of you. Go ahead, both of you, give me a perception check real quick. Dirty 20. 14. Okay. 14, you just notice that it's it's very rocky and mountainous. The Dirty 20, Double Tail, you notice that the, the canyon seems unstable. Like, if you were to do enough damage to one of the, the sides, you might trigger a rock fall of some kind. Okay. Hey, uh, I think we can... I whisper over to Armbar, I think we can use the terrain here to our advantage, maybe. <sighs> what are you thinking there, Double Tail? Uh, if we can just make the ground beneath them crumble and fall away. They fall really far. We don't have to worry about actually killing them. So we'll set a trap. Lure them in there and then let them fall. Hell yeah. Predator handshake. <laughs> so let's uh it, what's is it is it are we like in a valley where there's only like a two different ways to enter into the area that we're in or do we see the opponents anywhere? Yeah, you see them like down at the other end of the canyon. It's like it's a it's not a short canyon, but like there's you have a ways to go before you reach each other. But also, if you try to walk forward, you notice there's still a wall of force in front of you. But you hear an ethereal voice calling out as you hear the Afridi Prince go, Now, at the end of the countdown, begin the fight. Everyone, place your bets. All bets are in. Oh, I was going to oh. bet on myself. I was going to say, the BRC crew did not get a chance to place bets on this fight. If you want to bet, you may absolutely bet. I want to bet a diamond. I put 15 diamond. gold down on myself. Okay, you're betting a diamond? How much yep. is the diamond worth? One of my 300 gold piece diamonds that Armbar and Double Tail are going to win. Okay. Wow. Brock is looking for somebody in the market for a soul. <laughs> I <ha> okay. <laughs> I have a second soul. Is anybody in the market for a soul? One Kalesh Tar Quarry Spirit. This is a rare is variety of quarry roll? I'm, I'm betting roll. I have a quarry spirit, a rare quarry spirit, not a benevolent spirit, a malevolent quarry spirit. One in a million. Who will take the bet for one quarry spirit? I will. And you, as you turn, you see a hunched over night hag. Mm. Oh boy. Reaching out her hand. Oh no. As almost on cue, a little fire sprite pops up in front of both of you. I'm here to take the bets. One soul, and what are you putting up? Another soul. Oh no. Don't deal with hags, what are you doing? No. She holds out a leather satchel. Says, I have a soul of my own to offer. <laughs> Do you take the deal? Oh shit. Oh no, what if Brock wins a third soul? Oh god. <laughs> we get crowded in there. <laughs> I'll, t I'll take that bet. Hell yeah. Is this like Let's a go. is this like a cue for us to just throw so you get rid of roll? And it's not <laughs> no. a problem anymore. Don't um, throw. If I... <laughs> I bet a diamond on this. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that that Pretty is conflicting one... bets here from the party. 
So that is one way to end this arc before uh, the baby comes. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw. All right, we're done. GG, guys. Hey, we solved we solved the major problem. We got rid of roll. <laughs> yep. I I will not stop you. It will cut this arc very short. No, I have no, no. I have not accounted for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin everything. <laughs> Alright, see you guys. Brock, Brock spits his hand and offers a handshake. Okay. The fire sprite goes, right. The deal is set! And a little contract appears in his hand that he stuffs in a bag. He flutters off to another group making deals. Did anybody else want to gamble anything? Uh, I put 15 gold on myself. You do so. Myself and Armbar, I guess. Um, these are both unknown factions, and so, as such, the... Odds are one-to-one. One. Nobody really knows. So, if you win, you get your 15 gold back, plus another 15. Hell yeah. Same deal with the soul, same deal with the diamond. We can we can kind of bet whatever, right? If you would like to find someone betting, you have to offer something that somebody would want. If you're offering toothpicks, probably not a lot of takers. Right, right, right. I meant in a more, like, metaphysical... Can I bet the inspiration that I've been carrying around for forever. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's a little bit weird, so, like, I'm not opposed to saying no. But... What you get you, double inspiration. <laughs> what are you looking to get? I don't know. What's 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 the odds against them? Even odds. Yeah, both. right now it is even odds. Oh, okay, so I don't know. Two inspirations? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a weird thought. <laughs> I like it. It is very out of character-y, but I'll allow it. Okay. A member of the Fae comes over to you. Looks to be a nymph-like creature. Says, I will offer my own inspiration. Oh. Yours for mine. Do it. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Dealing with Fae and their, and their weird interpretations of things. Can I have your attention, please? That is exactly why I chose what I chose. I don't, like, I'm like, mm, I'm already playing a Kenku in another game. I don't want to lose the ability for, uh, for independent thought. Keep singing! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Uh, we established last time Deer has absolute confidence in these two. He's gonna do it. He's gonna agree to this. A little fire sprite appears. Says... The bet is placed! We have a record of it! Be sure to pay up, whoever loses! Poof, with a little flash of smoke. He's off somewhere else. I'm gonna lean over to Brock and just be like, How much do you think he gets paid for that? Definitely not enough. I don't get paid anything at all! I just get to live! <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what I'm betting for one of these rounds. I want that guy as another one of my familiars. <laughs> Dodge this pig. Two imps appear in front of you. <laughs> or fire sprites, I should say, not imps. One of them goes, You're wanting to bet for him. What do you have to put on the table? For one of the, the imps, one of the fire sprites, the, of the Afriti Prince. I'm gonna kind of shuffle around through my bag and pull out Tin Can. I got this. You're homunculus? Yeah. The bet is placed! I'm gonna you take look... the bet? Yeah. I take the bet. I'm just gonna look at Tin Can. <laughs> no pressure, All right. though. So, I'm getting you a friend. 
We're gonna cheer real hard for armbar and double tail. Alright? Epi. Yeah? Roll me an insight check. Oh no. It's gonna be like in-game and this little thing is just going to- I rolled a 23. Okay. <laughs> Epi. <laughs> this fire sprite looks at you with gigantic puppy dog eyes like, You're trying to free me. Oh yeah. And then, you, pff, he's gone, because he still has a job to do. He's not free yet, so... <laughs> I really want this fire sprite to be free. He's such a hard worker. <laughs> hey, Marty, we should probably throw this fight so everybody loses. Hey, <laughs> How there? <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for, like, when we get to the part I'm where you guys win and get the wish. Marmers is like, I wish for a meatball sub! Meatball <laughs> 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 soup and a cup of as literally every Get other him. team just jaw floor, right? Just no. I mean, I mean, I just want there, to go back. There to my is old a worse way to go. I will say the stakes for the bets on round one are already pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. So there's no pressure or anything. Yeah. Wait, if Epi gets that fire sprite as a new familiar. Can anybody place bets for the rest of the tournament? There's more fire sprites. Yeah, there's like hundreds. There, okay. There's so many people in the crowd right now. You have like an army of fire I... sprites popping around. Damn, that would be so crazy Very if Epi won <laughs> the, the ability to bet as the reward for round one. I'll get there when the, when the odds Epi's are familiar really good. Collecting bets anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the odds are pretty the, pretty good right now. When the GM says that they didn't plan for you to lose, odds are pretty good. <laughs> That's I, true. We, non we need to edit that sentence out. That part in the part where we comment it's, on it. It's implied. You can leave that in. I think it's fine. It's implied that obviously I don't think you're going to lose the first match. But I'm also not like letting you have it either. Epi, we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild Magic. Don't ask, it was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts, bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe, so anyone can support the Bardrock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby Bardrock Cafe's gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show, so if you want to help out, and also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch. Go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? Th did you say something? <sighs> so I have a question about the terrain. Yeah. Back to the match now. The bets are done. Is, um... Is, like, the... The unevenness, like, or the... The uns... St stable sections like the walls of the canyon crag or is it the floor 
kind of everything, actually. Like, you definitely... Now that Doubletail has pointed it out to you, you think the ground would not be hard to, like, break, but you think there's probably just more ground underneath it, right? It's the ground. The walls, you think you could probably, with enough of a hit, make some rocks fall from the top of the canyon into the canyon itself. Okay. So, the Afridi Prince turns it over to a fire elemental announcer, who, also speaking in tongues, so that you can all understand where normally it would just be fire sounds. And now the match can commence in three, two, and the crowd is going completely nuts, right? One, begin! Double tail as your hand has been on this wall of force, you feel it just dissipate. I need both of you to roll initiative. I fall over it. <laughs> <laughs> roll initiative with disadvantage. No, don't. No! Okay. I got a seven. I'll do it for the joke. It's fine. I got, I'll, I got a nine. Do the members of the party who are not actively in the match need initiative rolls for anything? You do not. I will be taking okay. breaks periodically, like between rounds, if you want to do anything. Okay. Because right. I know that we have the crowd favor we can cash in to interfere. I was like, how does that work? We'll do that eventually. Alright. So, Armbar, what was yours? Seven. Double tail? Nine. I also do have the list of the extra things that we received. Uh, just in case. Oh yeah, I, uh, compl- I completely forgot about all those boons. Yeah. yeah, so we have three audience three audience favor. favor uh, inspiration once per match. Uh, use of Indomitable once per match so we can re-roll a saving throw that we fail. Um, whatever Undead experience meant, I'm not entirely There's a lich, so. Sure. Yeah, it's just oh, that's we're true. used to fighting them. Uh, one potion that we can use once per match. Uh, we have a Flying, two Growth, a Greater Invisibility, Cloud Giant Strength, and Speed. Uh, armbar, you can force disadvantage once per combat round as a reaction. Uh, my... Echo can make a, uh, an additional attack as a bonus action. Uh, and we can rewind time by one combat round once per match. Cool. I think that's just a me yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's just a you thing. I didn't even realize that. That's awesome. So that's what we got. And don't forget, you each have a one Bardic Inspiration. And Bardic Inspiration. Is that a D... It's a D8. Eight? Okay. I wonder how okay. high up the, uh, the, the valley is. Like how high the walls of the crag are. Now, I think I got mixed up. Are we on, like, the bottom of this canyon, or are we, like, on the top, you, like, you are, side of a cliff? You are in the canyon. In the canyon, like, okay. It is sheer rock face on both sides. Okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so instead of, like, knocking them off the top of the canyon, we just, like, make a landslide on top of them. That is an option. I got my strategy, like, yeah. Okay. So, one of the druids is up first as he throws his dark hood back, you see an old withered man chanting. You watch as from beneath the rocks vines begin to form along the a length of ground between you and them. Doubletail and Armbar, you are both up next. Nothing happens yet with those vines? Nothing yet. Okay. How far away are they? About 60 feet. Oh. Okay. Like I say, not super far away. Uh, do you want to go first, Tyler? Or? Yeah, I could go first. Um, let's see. I was gonna run, um, run forward 
I guess my my plan has changed uh, based on what the the druid's doing. Let's see, I can go forty feet. How far away is the is the um the the vines on the ground? So you think you have about twenty to thirty feet to go, and then you hit the vines. Okay. How high is uh the the crag wall? Uh, about three hundred feet high. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think I'm gonna run up to the edge of the vine, and the other one, the other guy is just standing there next to the other guy. Yeah, you get the sense that his turn probably hasn't come up yet. <laughs> like he maybe is three in initiative. <laughs> On a scale of one to twenty-five ish. Well, Mini Mini Bar and I are gonna run up uh, to close to the edge of the vines, and then. Oh yeah, I forgot Mini Bar was yeah, here. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Mini bar is still armbar, and I will I will then rage, which triggers my wild magic. Correct. And I rolled a six, which is until your rage ends, you are surrounded by multicolored protective lights. You gain plus one bonus to AC, and while within ten feet of you, your allies gain the same bonus. That's pretty cool. Nice. That is super oh, yeah. helpful. So as long as you guys are within 10 feet of each other, you have plus one armor class. And that includes any, like, you know, additional combatants you may or may not bring Stragglers. in. Stragglers. Like, arm, uh, minibar. Right. Alright, so you've raged. You have plus one armor class. Minibar has plus one armor class. So have your action. I'm going to throw my javelin at the guy that cast the thorns. Okay. I got an 18 to hit. Alright. So, you see your javelin, and it seems like it's flying true. And then one of the vines whips up and snatches it from the air. Mmm. Your javelin is just hovering there, being held by the vine. They get defensive magic! Those wussies! Huh. I'm gonna use the rest... I'm gonna use my other attack... Um, is this a good idea or not? What would Armbar do? Well, he would race forward what he can. How far... Does he know that he can? Well, I feel like he probably would if he, if he saw that. That's also true. It's like a trap. Um, how far away is the canyon wall from where he's standing? Uh, the valley itself is about, depending on where you are in it, 40 to 50 feet wide. Okay. So if I used... Like, well, I've already used my, my my movement then. I mean, I'd say you'd have about five feet left of your regular movement. Well, no, you're a barbarian. What's your actual move speed? I got 40. You have about oh, yeah. 15 feet of movement left. So probably not enough to get to the canyon wall. I'll say you can just get to the canyon wall. I'll keep you there. All right. I'll move to the canyon wall. And, hmm. Is the thorns over there? The vines seem to just reach the canyon wall. All right. Wall. I am going to I'll take the short sword and I'll throw it as hard as I can at the cannon wall, like far enough away from me, like probably like midway between or up I'll say like right over where like the two druids are and see if we can like damage this wall a little bit. Okay. Roll an attack roll. Just uh D twenty or well, just like, with with, like you're making an attack with your short oh, okay. sword. 
Ooh. Is that what I think it is? Oh, yeah, it is. You know the drill. It was a nat, nat one. one. It, w it was oh, a nat no. one. It was corroded, so I rolled a 29 and a 78. These are both good, actually. Yes. Which one would you like? Uh, I will I will let you choose. Let's go with the 29. Okay. For, I will say, for the duration of this tournament, you at least would know that. For the duration of this tournament, you gain immunity to psychic damage. Oh. Wow. Nice. But, but, oh. you cannot see the color purple. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Damn it. <laughs> Not the color. That purple. movie is so good. Ooh. Wait, that's a that's that's a good musical, dude. <laughs> that's that's a very. Did somebody else just say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, Marty and I made no. the same joke. <laughs> that's just a very interesting uh, set. If you guys happen to go up against Mind Flayers next. Exactly. Yeah, Armbar is now functionally just immune to Mind Flayers. Damn. Yeah, but also <laughs> Mind Flayers are kind of purple. Oh. Are they purple purple, or are they purple and blue? Are they partially they're, invisible they're, to armbar? They're it's like, like purplish. It's like a grayscale thing. Are we talking like violet, violet? I, like, it's more, you are colorblind. Yeah, I was just going to say color, color blind. Oh. Uh, they're, you can't like they're 50. throw a purple blanket <laughs> over yourself. <laughs> everything, everything purple is now a green screen to armbar. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. I just wanted them to be like 50% opacity. <laughs> okay, so I don't need to tell you that your short sword just falls ineffectually into the vines. Fair enough. Sad. And becomes completely wrapped up in them. So, I believe that is your turn, correct? I would, I would just like to add that I'd like to move Minibar closer to me to be within the veil. And then gotcha. I'd like to save anything he has left for Double Tail. Because mm. I, I mean, I don't want to. I, I, I just, I feel like like the fire damage might be able to help with the vines. Yeah, that's kind of that was kind of in my brain too. Um, so I guess I'll take my turn now, because that's cool. Yeah, go right ahead. Mini bar um, is holding his actions. Okay. Uh, then Berrigan is going to take the flame tongue great sword, get up to the edge of where the the vines are. And just kind of stab into it and try to like light it all on fire. Roll an attack with advantage. With advantage, okay. Sweet. Good thing I had advantage. That is a 23. So you carve a massive swath away from these vines. The fire damage does a lot of, like, it really hurts the vines, um, but they also don't, like, catch on fire, right? It's just, okay. it's. The vines themselves seem to pull away from the flaming sword. Okay. So we could maybe... Could I use that then and like take movement through this without taking too much of a penalty? Sure. Okay, then I will take my 35 feet of movement through these vines using the sword to kind of clear a path. Gotcha. So you get about 10 feet past like the barrier of the vines... But where you're moving, you're also carving away the vines. Okay. The vines are all around you, but you're not amidst them. Does that make sense? Like, you didn't walk into the vines. You just carved directly into, like, their space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how far are the druids away from me now? 
So, the vines themselves are, like, 30 feet long. So you're 10 feet in, you got 20 feet to go, and then, like, another 10 feet past that to get to the druids. Okay. Uh, well, I can't take a dash action, action since I've already attacked. Actually, yes, I can. I action surge. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll action surge, and I will dash to get closer. Okay. So, you get about halfway... No, you get about 20 feet into the vines. And then, as you're moving past that point, you trigger a reaction attack from something. Uh-oh. As a vine reaches out to try and snare your legs. So, let's see how we do. Uh, that's a nat 20 for the vine. Rude, so, but so okay. You're going to take... 11 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are pulled 10 feet sideways into the vines themselves. I will say, because you rolled that ridiculous perception at the start of this round, you're able to see down into the vines, there is like a central mass that now seems to be forming and rising up out of the vines. It was... Okay. It was hiding itself among like the massive tangle. Now that it has right. revealed itself and moved, you're able to notice it for what it is, which is the vine monster controlling the field of vines. Okay. I... Is it within range of me? Because I technically still have one more attack. Yeah, it has pulled you up to it. Okay. I turn to Armbar and I say, Take care of the nerds over there, I got this thing. And I swing at him. And how do you do? Uh, let's find out. I gotta roll. Ooh, pretty good. That is a 25 to hit this vine monster. Uh, yeah, you definitely hit with your flame tongue longsword. Great sword. Whichever one you're using. So this is 4d6 plus 5. 2d6 of which is fire damage. Should I differentiate that? Is there like a vulnerability here? If you're doing fire damage, double the damage. Okay. But just the fire damage? Just or the fire all? damage, not, not the slashing. Uh, additionally, I rolled another okay. 2d4 because I forgot that the vine crit you. You take another 2 damage. Okay. That's the best crit you possibly can have yeah, to you. That was Hell yeah. That was a shitty roll, but that's okay. Two ones. We love to see it. I mean, oh no, how unfortunate. Um, so, 5 plus 5, 10 slashing damage, and then 11 fire damage, which is doubled to... 22. So, 32 total damage, correct? Yes. Damn. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you just take a massive chunk out of this vine monster. Like, you all can see just a shudder across the vine field as you hit this vine creature. You have dealt uh, a pretty heavy blow. It's still looking okay, but it definitely felt that. And then I will use my bonus action to manifest Echo. So my Echo appears. I'll say, is there. It comes in within 15 feet of me. Is there a way that I can make it appear that it's not in the vines? Uh, yes. So you got pulled 10 feet. So anywhere, like 15 feet, you can go back to your little pathway that you were carving. Okay. I'll, I'll put my Echo in there. Okay. That's where it is. That's my turn. Cool. The other druid... Well, first of all, before we go there, Minibar, is he doing anything? 
Um, no, I think it's best if he stays back. Okay. The other druid also begins his chanting, and as his spell completes, he seems to make some kind of enchantment on the vines as they begin to regrow and connect and regenerate. Ruda. And that path that you had carved through them starts to very quickly regrow, and you're noticing where you cut, as bad as it was, like, you're noticing it's starting to regrow a little, right? But not that fast, like, you did 32 points of damage, holy shit. But, it's starting to regrow. So, that is the end of round one. The spectators are going wild as they watch this vine monster that the druids have summoned grasping armbar, or grasping double tail and keeping you trapped in there, but they also scream in joy as you just carve into this thing. They're like, oh man, he's fucking him up. People are losing their mind, you know. Yeah. The rest of the Bard Rock crew, what would you like to do in this moment as you've watched all of this happen? Alright, so Brock has got himself, his unseen servants, and his retainers all selling concessions to people in the stands, walking there. Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs here! <laughs> Have some cup of Keystone Light! Fresh from the Bard Rock Cafe! And because this is your group that's competing right now, people are buying Bard Rock shirts. Which is funny because, like, there's a stone giant that has purchased, like, <laughs> he's the, quadruple, the quadruple XL, and, like, he's got it as, like, a glove. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's just sitting there, really just pleased with the shirt, right? <laughs> that looks it's amazing. On, it's on on the double tail action figures. It's I'm showing the double tail action figures. They have like fire sword swing action. There are some pixies that are really interested in <laughs> purchasing some action figures. Can I roll insight in those pixies to see why they want um. action figures? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm imagining the cloud giant just has the the t-shirt like on his finger. It's a finger puppet. He got the largest shirt, and he's wearing it as a glove. Oh. <laughs> Alright, that is 17 plus 2 for a 19. Alright, let's see what they roll. Oh no, you see it. They absolutely are going to use these action figures to prank the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But also, like, it's, it's like a little kid that's just getting a new toy, right? And they just want to go play with it. And they are just bright-eyed and overjoyed at being able to purchase this. Not gonna lie, that is not why I thought the Pixies were buying action figures, considering that they're about the same size as the Pixies. I understand. But I, just want, I just wanted to say that for the audience. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, so you are making bank, people are buying just all of the merch right now, because so far, pretty good. What about the rest of you? Hmm. Um, I don't think Nadir's been doing much, except like, being part of the crowd and hollering as much as he can and like just being hype as okay. well as like adding some special effects in front of the screen old man hype gotcha <laughs> he's he's definitely using a little bit of magic to like i'm not a special effects person i don't like justin doesn't know what goes into this but like he's definitely doing some stuff to make armbar and double tail like look better oh for sure go ahead and roll roll an intelligence performance check uh okay so where normally it's your charisma it's your intelligence for this one okay that's oh wait hold on i think i have so 
something is wrong. We don't still have Brock's uh, modifier. I'm trying to proc it. I really am. Okay, 16. My intelligence and charisma are the same. Oh, cool. Well, see, I thought I was doing something clever, but no. He's Uh, a sorcerer, so... The crowd is definitely, like, you are swaying them towards Armbar and Doubletail right now. But, like, it's still very early in the fight. There is the Fire Elemental announcing from several, looks to be glowing orbs that are just situated at key locations throughout the Colosseum. Giving a play-by-play. Oh, and as they open up, Armbar runs to the side of the canyon and fails miserably. But Doubletail charges into the vines, carving them away. But oh, he gets pulled in. Just stuff like that, right? Non-stop commentary. Before I move on, Epi, is there anything you want to do? Yes. I'm going to be watching the show, but also uh, with my little obelisk rock of tongues. Can I kind of meander through the crowd and get closer to one of the other 15 competitors and kind of snoop? Sure. So roll stealth to be not like stealthy, but like unassuming as you wander the crowd. 16. And then roll perception. Okay. So you are fairly... Again, you're not trying to be unseen. You're trying to, like, act casual, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be then suspicious. Roll perception. Don't be suspicious. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's a 17 for my perception. Okay. Which group are you trying to go to? Do you have one in mind? Uh, probably whichever one's closest, but I kind of want to see if I can overhear the mind flares. Okay. So... The thing about mind flayers is that they are very in tune with the minds of everyone around them. So as you have the thought, I want to listen in on what the mind flayers are talking about. You notice they are all looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, mind flayers. I'm just gonna nod. What? I have an eye for good company. They they do the Zoidberg thing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do I understand it with tongues, or are they just running away? <laughs> it is roughly translated the mind flayer equivalent of the middle finger. <laughs> yep, that sounds like a mind flayer. What's the next closest one? So, I'll tell you what. I will roll d10. It's not. Okay. Meat. Oh boy. There is the Paladin of Pain and the Grand Magister standing side by side. The Paladin of Pain is wearing massive plated black metal armor with a vicious sword strapped to his back, looking very imposing. It looks like he is in full uniform uh, and is discussing with a small gnome. The gnome looks to be more of a magic user kind of is dressed in kind of like a sequined shiny glittery over the top robe uh, and like a brightly colored turban with like feathers and jewels attached all over to it. He's talking in a high pitched voice. Yeah, Albert, we're gonna win this. Remember you do all the fighting and I'll do all the support. We're gonna win that wish and nobody's gonna be able to stop us. I am gonna. I'm gonna keep listening in, see if I can uh, hear what they're gonna use that wish for. Okay. 
and all that stuff. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep swooping. So, I just want to say before we turn to the match that because Mr. Spicy should not be wandering through the crowd with Epi, he's just sitting at the food cart, like, hissing at random passers-by, but in a friendly way. Look, he is, is wearing now? the t-shirt. Wait, Mr. Spicy? Yes, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Spicy's, Spicy's modeling the t-shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mr. Spicy's just, like, sitting at the food cart with Brock, modeling the t-shirts and the action figures, playing with his little stuffed beholder. Like, he's just, like, the mascot of the food cart. As round two begins, I will now roll actual initiative for the vine monster. Oh, boy. Uh, within that one, the vine monster is going Curse. dead last. Let's go. Which means it also has used its reaction. Uh, anyway. The first druid, now concentrating on keeping the vine monster in existence. Instead is going to begin casting a different spell as a mote of flame appears in his hand and he chucks it all the way across the vines towards Armbar and misses just barely as it scorches the earth in front of your face. He then also performs another spell and makes some kind of enchantment on his staff. Oh no. Mm. I know what I that is. <laughs> Double tail and armbar, since you are both going at the same time, what would you like to do? Okay, let's take a look here. Has the vine monster done anything to my echo yet? Nope. The vine monster has used its reaction to grapple you. Mm -hmm. uh, and is out of reactions until the nat one it rolled on initiative rolls around. So, yeah, it just is there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have... Oh, weird question. Is my echo affected by difficult terrain? Is this... Are these vines difficult they terrain? They are absolutely yes. difficult terrain, yes. I'm trying to see if there's anything saying that it is not affected by difficult terrain. I would say, since be. it is just you... It's still affected by difficult terrain. Okay. Um, well then, I am just going to try to lay into this monster and just fry it to death. Okay. First attack is a dirty 20. That absolutely hits. So that is 46. Ooh, I got the same exact roll that I did last time. A 2, a 3, a 5, and a 6. So, another 32 damage? Yes. Okay. Now the vine monster is looking... hurt. Right? Uh, it seems to be pulling more of the vines away from the, the field into itself to kind of patch up the damage. It's looking very, very injured. Then I'll take my second attack. That is a 22. He also hits. Oh, jeez. I'll keep that one. Uh, you'll, you won't believe this, but I rolled even better on this damage. Uh, that is 13 plus 22. 35? 35. Fine monster is not dead yet. Dang it. I was hoping to just obliterate this thing. I'll have my echo come up with its movement I think yes no action required I'll have my echo come up and make an attack okay as your echo moves into the vines I need you to roll a strength saving throw oh I'm good at those 
A 26. Oh, yeah. Vines are trying to hold your echo back, and it's just too quick and too strong. So anytime the vine starts to wrap around its foot, like it's already pulling the foot up, the vines can't get a grip. Your echo is able to just move into range to make his attack. That is a 19. That just hits. Whew! Uh, is this the same amount of damage? Am I technically holding the same sword? How... Alright. How does the ability read? Do-do-do-do. Uh, you can cause... A... You can use bonus actions to magically manifest an echo of yourself in an unoccupied space. You can see the echo is a magical, translucent, gray image of you that lasts until it's destroyed, till you dismiss it, till you manifest another echo or incapacitated. Uh, AC 17, one hit point, immunity at all conditions... Uses your saving throw bonus for saving throws. It's the same size, occupies its own space. Doesn't say anything about equipment, which is weird. Uh, when you make the attack action on your turn, any attack you make with that action can originate from your space or the Echo's space. So basically, it is still your attack. Okay. So, oh, but I do have that ability you gave me that lets me use my bonus action to yes. make another attack. Yes, you okay. do. Okay, so this does still check out. Okay. So this one is 9 slashing and 20 fire, so 29. Yeah, you just carve through this vine monster without even getting a turn. Because you have this fire blade in your hand, you are able to dish out damage faster than the vines can regenerate. And as you carve through, you hit something at the core of this vine monster that seems like an arcane sigil. And as you cleave through it, all of the vines just shrivel up very quickly. And it is clear that you have dealt with this problem. Fantastic. That is my turn. So it looks... Does my echo have any more movement? Uh, it would have used... It... How much movement does it normally have? 30? 30. 30. Then they used all this movement to get into range. That's fine. That's it. Okay. Armbar. So are the vines still there? The vines are there, but they are no longer actively... You have watched your javelin, like, just fall to the ground. Mm. The vines are dead. But it's still... From that one hell of a hit. But it's still difficult terrain. It is actually not. Oh, so I can walk through it then. Like, the vine still being there and dead is more flavor. Like, Jeez, are you killing the it, man? The creature is dead. Mm -hmm, thanks. Oh, uh, I look at the guy that I intimidated at the beginning of the of the match with just like a, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you both see... Was it the one that summoned the vine monster? Please tell me it was the one that summoned the vine monster. Let's see what the dice say. Evens or odds? Uh, evens. Yes! <laughs> he is looking at you as you have just cleaved through this monster he summoned in less than six seconds. Now, Armbar, what are you doing? Well, geez, now we, we got the vines that took away my idea, but we'll just uh, we'll just do it anyway because I think it's going to be fun. Armbar's, Armbar was very frustrated that his plan didn't work out, so he's going to take uh, the flying potion... And I don't know what uh, attributes that gives him, but he's going to 
as he's hovering over the ground, he's going to grab Minibar, and they're going to fly over top of where the two druids are. He's going to drop Minibar on top of one of them, and then the other one, he's going to swoop down from behind and try to grab him and, like, pretty much bring him up really high in the air. Okay, so you have 60 feet of fly speed. By default. Okay. So you are absolutely able to get over there and drop minibar in front of one and grab the other. You would have, let's see. It was like 20 feet from like the edge of the vines to them. So then I would still have 40 more feet, right? So you have about 30 feet because you still had to get like over the vines. Okay, that's fine. So you have 30 feet. Go ahead and roll an athletics check to try and grapple the other druid. Come on, what? I have to have something here. Tyler, now would be a good time to use that inspiration. You have inspiration, (laughs) Tyler. You have regular inspiration and bardic inspiration, Tyler. Does the regular inspiration cancel your nat one? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn it. Okay. Are you gonna use your bardic? Where you have your I'm gonna use I'm gonna use both. That's good because you are tied right now. Oh shit! You got a ten. The druid got a ten. That also means okay. using your bardic inspiration really doesn't matter. Even if you roll a one, you got him. I got him. Perfect. Yeah. Jeepers. Rolling like doggy do today. <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. <laughs> Alright, so we'll do we'll do mini bars first. Um minibar's gonna fall down on top of the other druid and it, Try to make an attack with the great axe. And that many bar had a club. Oh, he has the club. Yeah, he has the club. All right, so let's see it. Twelve to hit. A twelve does not. Mm. You connect with the druid, but it seems to bounce off his leather armor. It's not heavily armored, but a twelve is pretty low. I'm just checking to see if there's anything I have. No, I'll let it go. Um. Okay. Then we'll move on to armbar. So, Armbar is going to grab this guy and go as high up in the air as he can. And then at the top, he's like, You're about to experience the rolling thunder! My special attack! And he's going to, like, turn him upside down into, like, a pile driver motion. And he's going to, like, totally Zangief pile drive, spinnings pile drive this guy into the ground from 30 feet up in the air. From 30 feet in the air. Alright. So I'm going to go ahead and roll 3d6 from the fall damage, which has been 5, 8, 14 damage from that. I want you roll me 2d6 for your damage. Plus your strength modifier. There's a 9 and plus strength. So it's 7. So 16. Okay. What did I roll? I had 14 plus 16 is 30. As you crash into the ground with this druid upside down, he does not get up. Yeah. Yeah. Bitchy, waking up to that, are you, punk? The other druid, on seeing this absolutely savage attack... Oh my fucking god, he fucking dead. <laughs> he is in combat with Minibar. He cannot just, like, get away. 
The vine monster that was supposed to keep you back did not. He throws down his staff, says, We give up. We, 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 we yield. We're done. And then all you hear is a ding, ding, ding. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And as the match ends, Brock plays the walk-on song again. They're like a fast Outstanding. Machine, clean. Yeah, the crowd is losing their mind. Uh, they are chanting armbar and double tail. They seem to be chanting double tail a lot. But then as armbar does the pile driver, armbar's name kind of takes over a little bit. But like they're still losing their minds for both of you. Because that was flashy as fuck. Performance. That's right. <laughs> Another performance? Yes, actually. Both of you go ahead and roll performance. Yeah. I'll even say with advantage because... Oh, hell yeah. 21. All right. Let's go. I'll, I'll even burn... I'll burn my bardic on this. Why not? <laughs> All right. You get those back on short rest, yep. right, Brock? Yes, I do. And I still have three left of this rest. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I rolled an at 20, but I'm going to make this uh, crazy. With an extra four for 28. Okay. Let's go. So 28. And then roll 2d100, please. Oh, yeah. The fun part. We got... Holy shit, I rolled 36 two times. <laughs> okay. Your number is uh, 36, sir. <laughs> roll... Roll it again, just to get something other than 36. Okay. Uh, how's 100? <laughs> On a 100, you gain two uses of action surge. They do not come back on a short... Like, on a rest, you don't get them back, right? Like, they just are there. Just have them to use. Yeah, so you have two action surges in the bank whenever you need them. Nice. They are just their own thing. They're separate from yours, right? So you used yours, you'll get it back after you rest. Fine. Those two are just there until you use them, and then they're gone. Okay. Sick nasty. I can't, I can't use those on, like, the same turn, right? You absolutely can. <laughs> if you want to go supernova one round, you absolutely can. Oh, I'm going to save these. So that happened. I'm so glad we get to see the fighter table. That's a fantastic 100. Okay. You guys feel yourself being pulled back onto your platform to the rest of the Bardrock crew as you are watching this happen. What would you like to do? Brock's employees are selling more stuff. Right now, the action figures are flying off the shelves. But Brock is going to go collect on that soul he just won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I got a fire imp. Uh, next round, you can bet two souls, and then four. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's that's literally what Bear Gun's doing. And then, He's just and doubling then his eight, money every time. And then we're done. <laughs> so, as the match completes, Bear, uh, Double Tail and Armbar, you are returned to your platform where the crowd is going wild. There's, like, roses and stuff being thrown over there, but also, like, less conventional stuff, like rocks <laughs> but in a good like, way <laughs> really really They're throwing rocks at us like like a durian fruit like just weird shit right there's stuff people are here from all planes right so you notice a bunch of like modrons over in the corner throwing gears at you like it's just but you get the sense it's all positive 
you are being adored right now for your performance in that match. Yes. I think it's time for another. You have gained a crowd favor oh. to cash in later. Yes. Um. Now we have four of those. The the announcer is very elaborately describing the finishing blow, which was already itself very elaborate. There is a very Armbar, do you think you were killing the druid, or were you just trying to like knock him out? Uh, probably just probably just knocking him out. Okay. Well, yeah. No. I, I, yeah, I also knock people out by throwing them three stories yeah. in the air. You know, I, I don't really think that Armbar really thought about that. I would say he maybe meant to knock him out. That's probably <laughs> he just not meant what happened. To do, Thirty feet. He just meant to do some damage. He didn't really think about the consequences. He ain't yeah. dead, but he's going to wish he was. <laughs> there is one very, very uh, dejected-looking druid pulling his hood up around his face as he leaves his platform and shuffles his way out of the arena. You two are free to leave your stage to go and rest between fights. Hell yeah. To resolve the bets, Brock, from behind you, you hear... Pfft. As you turn to look, you see a night hag who... While disappointed, does not look, like, upset, right? She says, that was quite a match. All 12 seconds of it. <laughs> Enjoy your prize. She holds out her little leather satchel and opens it, and this little moat of blackness rises oh. up out of it, and then latches onto you. Oh, no. fades from view. Oh, no. There's another one. I thought I was going to be winning, like, someone whose soul was attached there. I was like, I'm trying to free somebody. Nope. This is why we don't deal with hacks. <laughs> uh, you feel a darkness on your soul. Oh, no. We will get into that later. Oh, God. great. What'd you do? Epi. Mm-hmm. You hear behind you, and immediately you feel like this tiny fiery, like, hand just grip onto your arm and, like, cling to you. It's like, I'm free! I'm free! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I pat him on the as, head. As this fire sprite says, the bet has been completed. Additionally, here is, and he gives you an additional diamond. <laughs> I'm turning the diamond Roughly over. the same size. Yeah, like, it's similar size and, you know, quality. Not exactly the same, but a fair trade. Okay. And I'm just going to be like, congratulations on your freedom. I do have a favor to ask if you're up for it. What can I do? Anything! Anything! I am able to bring one person back from the dead without really spending a spell slot. Would you go ask that drow if he'd like his friend back? I mean, the... Druid. The druid. druid, yeah. I thought they were drow. No, the drow are in the crowd. Oh, never mind. The yeah. druid. The drow. The drow. The drow have yet to fight. Okay. Would you go ask that druid if he was like his friend back? Hey, absolutely. Hmm. A long pause. I couldn't find him. I uh, I appreciate your uh -oh. efforts. Here, have a cookie. I give him a cookie. <laughs> I get cookies. Yes, you do. Moving over Wait, to Double Tail. Shouldn't Epi verify her new servant's his new servant's name? <laughs> Not yet. I need to ask him his name, and I'm going to take a note. 
<laughs> Varagon, as you are being yes. just washed away in all of the adoration, you almost don't hear the behind you. He goes, the bet is completed! You feel like a very light pouch just on your shoulder. You reach up to grab it. It is a pouch with 15 gold. Yeah! <laughs> Double my money. Let's go. <laughs> so, the Afriti Prince goes, The second match has been completed! And Armbar and Doubletail of the Bard Rock Cafe have emerged victorious! Quite a fight, though short. But well done. Now we will move forward and they go on to announcing the rest of the matches. We're going to cut this episode right here. We'll get to you guys waiting and watching the other matches in the next episode. Well done. On winning the first match. Yeah! Fucking yes. so much butt. Well, fines and also butt. So, we are <laughs> going to take a quick break. And you listeners get to wait another, like, two weeks to hear what happens next. So. I need to know now. Aha. Uh -huh. Next time. But I want to now. Cafe. <laughs> Papa, more Bard Rock, please. <laughs> All right. See y'all next episode. Isn't this basically just the same thing as before? Do you have a degree in marketing? Because I have a degree in marketing. He's got you there, Doubletail. Your only degree's in the school of hard knocks. Mm, sure, whatever. A paycheck's a paycheck, I guess. That's the spirit. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. We have the best fans. Remember to follow us on social media so you never miss an update, and be sure to check out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games, for your TTRPG needs. If you aren't already, consider subscribing to the show on Ko-fi to help cover production costs. Subscribers get special rewards like their own channels on the podcast Discord, personalized messages in the mid-roll ad spot, and more. And of course, we're partnered with Metallic Dice Games, whose wide variety of dice and other tabletop accessories are sure to have something unique to add to your table. Links to all that stuff can be found in the show okay. notes. Okay, now in the promo with your patented people's wink! Uh, we did this bit already, but sure. I wink. In a podcast. And it's really good. It's called a callback. Thanks for doing the ad read, Barry. I told you not to call me Barry. Until next time, everyone, rock on. <laughs>